0: Hey, welcome back to Break Time. I'm your host, Corey LeGrand. Uh, It has been, for me, it's been a wild week, y'all. With the election results happening and us acquiring a new president, it was uh, really nostalgic for me watching the inauguration. Uh, For some of you all that don't know, I used to serve in the United States Coast Guard, and while serving the United States Coast Guard, I was uh, part of the United States presidential honor guard. Uh, We made an appearance during the Kennedy era where we wanted more military presence for the world to see us dressed in our garbs and all the fancy uniform stuff and uh, military movements that wowed people from around the world. So seeing that inauguration and watching the military uh, represent during that time was really, really nostalgic for me. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I look forward to what's to come with this new administration. There'll be a lot of changes, I think, especially uh, impacting the workplace from healthcare and how we're going to deal with this coronavirus, getting the vaccination. How is that going to be applicable, you know, to the workplace? Uh, are, are some jobs going to mandate you have the vaccination? Well, there are some people that don't believe in vaccination, so now what? And we still have to address the 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 surging amount of unemployment that is here in America. So this is going to be a very very tough task. For this new administration to uh, cover Uh, in my personal life i've experienced a lot as well uh one of my school friends uh was uh was murdered and uh, he passed away and it had me thinking um more than ever It's, it's funny how death strikes you and it makes you just reflect on life and make you think like man am i going in the right direction uh what happens if something were to happen to me today who would get what and what would my funeral be like and you know for a long time i i said this on past episodes that I was actually looking at um life insurance and also you know living trust a difference um with the uh, with the will and uh, and dealing with the and probates and all that good stuff so um, trust and wills defined uh, but I did pick up a great book um I, I have yet to read it but now I think more than ever. I need to probably check it out. It's called Living Trusts for Everyone. It's the second edition. Uh, Why a will is not the way to avoid probate, protect heirs, and settle estates. It was uh, written by Ronald Farrington Sharp. I think it's a really good read. Um, Just kind of skimmed through it, but I think I need to take a deep dive. Um, Last week was a pretty tough week for me. Uh, My stepfather uh, was rushed to the hospital. Um, One of his, uh, he took... Uh, he actually mis- made a mistake in taking uh, uh, his medication more than he needed, uh, and that's 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 been kind of an ongoing problem in my life uh, with him. And you know, for me, I I I kind of how can I put this? One of my things is for me is like I kind of let people live, and I just don't like to get involved in people's business and just stay to myself. And that 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 is a detriment in some of the relationships that I have with people, and that's something I got to work on. That standoff, standoffishness, right? That you know, someone is um, suffering, and sometimes we tend to stand back. And that's something that I own, that I do, that I am really, really trying to work on. Um, I guess for me, it's just more though. The the fear is, is adopting that that pain and that anguish, and it becomes part of my day to day life, and. I'm already dealing with a lot myself. So to adopt someone else's struggles and pains, it's it's a lot for me to eat. It is. It's a lot to, for me to deal with. And especially if they uh, aren't in control of it. It's almost like a person out at sea drowning and they're just flailing at the water. and or, or like what my father would say, trying to help a wounded animal and you get attacked. So for the most part, I've always had that you know, that pause when I hear my friends going through things and I kind of just listen to the entire story and pick and choose what I want to do. Unfortunately, at times, what I often choose to do is the easier route is just to stand back and just let them go through what they need to go through and then just create a soft landing for them when they want to come back to the table instead of getting involved. But in this case, I decided that I was going to step up and and do what I normally don't do. And I'm, I'm actually getting very involved with my stepfather's health as it impacts my mother, um, I realize how stressed out my mom is, um, and as she's aging, and she was on the um, break time, uh, you know, last season, and uh, she's going through a lot too, just trying to manage her own health issues. So uh, I was actually talking to my stepfather and just kind of just being, I guess, very blunt with him, um, letting him know that. You know, the reason, the doctor said the reason why you're in this hospital is because of negligence, and that really, and that, that's not, that's not cool. Um, I explained to him when he is trying to do everything himself and trying to figure it all himself, when he's wrong, he's terribly wrong. It's a ripple effect. You know, you create anxiety with my mom, and my mom doesn't know what to do. She's freaking out, and then she's calling me for a solution, and I don't really know what's going on. So it, it, it is a lot. It is a lot to take in, and and, uh, after speaking with him, um, I was was gentle with my words. I wasn't attacking him or anything like that, but I was holding him accountable for the decisions that he made. And one thing that I appreciate about my stepfather is that he's a man of few words, and even though he's a man of few words, that doesn't mean he isn't listening. He received everything that I said and my concerns. And I just let him know that, like, I love you And I don't want anything bad to happen to you Yes, my mom is going bonkers over here And it does irritate me But that's not really the core of my concern My concern is for you, okay? Because, you know, like I said, my mom is going crazy I don't need nothing bad happening to you Because then I gotta deal with her So we gotta make sure you're good to go So he kind of laughed about it Um, So what I did was I actually Took uh, his medication I did, like, an inventory of it Like everything that he has what he's taking and I tell you what folks definitely check on the elderly um there was so much medication I mean I probably filled like maybe two or three public shopping bags the plastic bags you know the brown pla- recycled plastic bags I probably filled those up about three of those filled with expired meds that he may have taken by accident he takes so many meds that he does it all at once. And my biggest concern as an elderly person is that, man, your liver is working overtime to process all these pills in one sitting. So we came up with a strategic way to kind of separate it out. I also told, um, asked him about his diet, like, what is he eating? And he was very transparent about his diet. And I was concerned about that as well. I'm like, well, Ron, you can't be eating ice cream covered with graham crackers and sprinkles and gumdrops and all that other stuff, and then go try to take a blood pressure pill after it. <laughs> you know, um, there's nothing wrong with having desserts, but the frequency of this stuff, you know, it, it again, your liver is trying to process this. I'm pretty sure, y'all, that Ron's liver is probably cussing him out every day. He probably wakes up. Every morning, like, oh, God, he's up again. Lord Jesus, call us home. You know, (laughs) that's probably what he's saying. But, you know, at the same time, Ron has to take some accountability for his health, and he is. Um, He's doing much better. I ordered two pill organizers. I have commandeered all of his medication, and I will track, you know, when it expires, how much he has left. And I told him, the reason why I'm doing this because I want your life to be as easy as pie. All I want you to do, Ron, is wake up, pop a pill when you're supposed to pop the pill. Now, how did I do that? You know, I used his phone and I created alerts. So by every by every two hours up until four o'clock, he's taking a pill or two. Some of it's just vitamins, and that that's no biggie, It's no big deal. But some of those hardcore pills, like his uh, blood pressure pill, he starts the day off with that. Like, don't miss that. And then probably maybe, you know, mid-morning, late morning, he'll take his Parkinson's. And then the the rest are just vitamins. The rest are just vitamins. And then in the evening, the pills that build up melatonin, like the melatonin pill itself, and there's some other medications that he has to take that make him drowsy. We spread that out throughout the evening. So, so far, it's going pretty good. Um, I'm pretty, I feel a little bit more comfortable. He seems to be a little bit more happier. Uh, We're still going to work on that diet. Um, we're going to start working, uh, exercising Where we'll just do some walks So later on this afternoon um, I'm going to go over there And um, we're going to just walk to the end of the street Something simple And then I think every week we'll add a little bit more A little bit more So pray for me y'all as I'm trying to save my step daddy <laughs> And also help out my mom as well Well today I have a guest coming on Uh, She was on last season Her name is Sasha She is the owner, the CEO or whatever prestigious title That you could give someone for owning a business Of Shoe Feature Uh, As you know I buy a lot of shoes from her I support her She's one of my favorite, favorite entrepreneurs But also she sells life insurance So I'm going to have her come on here in a little bit And we're going to talk about Life insurance Because Folks my age, our age group We don't really talk about it A lot of us say like Well I got life insurance through my job Yeah you do But guess what Did you read what the policy says on that And I'm going to have her articulate that as well Alright so that's something to think about So I'm going to go ahead and try to reach out to Tasha and then I mean excuse me Sasha And then we're going to come on back on the show And then we're going to get this thing in. Alright give me a sec I'm coming right back so I uh, brought back Sasha um well sasha is gonna uh, she's gonna give us a little brief info about who, or what she does even though I've already given the people um your know, information before because um, you was on the episode last season so uh, bringing you back again love to have you back love to hear your voice thank
1: you for having
0: me. absolutely absolutely so thank you for giving us your time um, but if you just want to kind of go over like a brief, like just a quick intro and then we're gonna get right to it
1: okay well like you said um i am the owner of true Feature, but most recently i've added to my repertoire um life agent scott which is my brand and under that umbrella i do a lot of final expense insurance whole life and term policy but just me adding to the aesthetic of you know the, the building the community and educating the full woman on finances and protecting her future
0: Okay. Okay, so what what brought you to to doing life insurance now?
1: Oh, well, it's so funny. Um I I met a young man that was thriving in life, really understood finances, doing better than most people average in in his um what do you call it, a time span, you know, at that age, you know, already owning a home, you know, looking towards retirement, things like that. And I realized it was because of a lot of things that he was educated on, including life insurance. And so I took on the task of, you know, how do I go about this? Because that is not something where you work for anyone, which is what I love about life insurance. Which is why it's right up my alley. It's just like shoe feature. I'm an owner, I, I educate, and I'm building the woman. Not just women, but I always, right. I'm always i always centric there first. I'm sorry.
0: I understand, <laughs> understand. As I record in her power space, owned by Michelle Talbert, it's a woman owned uh, work workplace. So it's pretty cool. So yeah, I oh, get wow. it. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, yeah. I love that. Yeah, you got to come and visit this place. It's pretty, pretty nice. So I'm in. The, I'm in the like, podcast recording studio. Yes, yes, yes. It's right here in Lauderdale, Florida, and uh, I frequent here a lot, and it's a, it's I a great. Got, we could have
1: done it face to face, but okay.
0: That wasn't an option that you gave me. <laughs> it's <awesome. laughs> but it's all good. So now that you now that you're in this industry, which seems to be really new, different from where you are coming from. Like what are some True. of the things that you learned just out as just being working in this with the life insurance?
1: Oh my gosh! So I've learned that a lot of us, a lot of us, I'm talking about black people, right. are have no idea how to protect our wealth. Like we know how to make money, mm-hmm. but we don't know number one how to make money work for us. We don't know how to manage our money so that our children don't go through what we've gone through. Um, We we don't set up legacy building, you -hmm. know, and there are 70 and 80 year olds that I meet that have no insurance whatsoever. That means if they were to die today, their family would have to be asking for donations to bury them. You know, that's a a huge awakening for me because you know, a a $10,000 whole life insurance policy could be something like $20, $30 a month. Mm. you know and and to know that these are the these are the the lack of education or the lack of foresight is causing our people to to
0: peril you know um i was talking to one of my friends the other day and they were like well i don't really worry about life insurance because i got it through my job can you like explain the difference of having one set of life a life insurance policy versus your job's life insurance policy
1: I mean, that's a great step because I know young people who don't have any life insurance at all. So that, to me, something is better than nothing. That's a great start. Mm -hmm. But I always ask, are you planning to be on that job for the rest of your life? Does that Mm -hmm. job plan on having you for the rest of their life? Because, you know, they don't give you a two-weeks notice when they let you go. You give a two-weeks that you're going, but they don't tell you that. And so when that happens, the life insurance goes with it. And so I always say, hey, you know, protect what you're protecting
0: right right
1: if you know that you have like a small thing like maybe a dollar because it's it's, it's maybe there's a hundred people working on your job so it only right. costs you a pennies on the dollar to be on that life insurance then go ahead and have something on your own independent of that right or at least find out what it costs so that god forbid you hear this job is this position is no longer viable right, you have right. something in place Right. You
0: know. I've I I mean, actually I've actually heard how some employers like they they provide life insurance, and it's only while you're working at that job. Like, so if, for instance, if I'm driving a car for work and I get in an accident and die, then that life insurance would kick in. But if I were to get COVID and I'm on a respirator <laughs> and die, or or be
1: on the playground with your kids on the weekend while you're not working, right? Not it. it might not it cover. It might be just accidental insurance. It might be only if God forbid you're accident It's an accident-related death on the job. That means if you die of natural causes in your sleep, it doesn't cover you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes just me going through the policies that somebody already else, somebody has already in place mm-hmm. and seeing what the parameters are or what it doesn't cover and then me putting in those things that they need.
0: Right, right. I tell you what, I remember the time when you sat down with me um, when we were going over my mom's uh, policy and stuff like that. You broke down the cost of an average funeral. Can you go through those numbers again? Because people oh, yeah. who who don't have life insurance <laughs> and it's somewhere to happen, you and you're, you, do you really want to leave your family with these figures? So Correct. can you go back over Correct. that for me, please?
1: I would rather pay $20 a month and know that it's covered and taken care of mm-hmm. than trying to find, I don't know, 12000 in a week or two. You know? Nice. And so I always ask, and it's a hard ask, when that day comes for you, God forbid, and, and, you know, we all know it's coming, what would you prefer, a traditional burial in the ground um, or, or a cremation? And lately I've been hearing a lot of people say cremation. And so there's two mm-hmm. types of cremations. There's cremations where you view the body, you're able to have, you know, just as if you were going to be buried, and then after the remains are taken away and, and then presented in an urn, Mm-hmm. And that can vary anywhere from three to eight thousand dollars, mm. depending on if you want the body viewed. If you just want wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, body burnt <laughs> and um, presented, it's only about three thousand. Wow. But when you talk about a burial in the ground, it can run you anywhere from eight thousand up. Wow. Just depending, on, yeah, just depending on the plot. People forget you have to dig the plot. You have to buy the casket, um, the, the 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 makeup, and the things that go on the body. Um, Escorting the body, the holding the body. There's so many things that go into that. And so yeah, stone. and you break down piece by piece. And some people already own a plot, so some of it's taken care of, or they buy the casket in advance, things like that.
0: Yeah, I think it's important that we do plan for this stuff because I mean, life happens, and you know, I. It's
1: inevitable. <laughs> it's inevitable. There's right? so many things that are unsure, but death is inevitable. There is right. no maybe I'll die.
0: Right. There's none of
1: that. Right.
0: <laughs> Right before you came on, I was actually t- telling everybody about this book that I got. I don't know if you can see the title. It's like... Living Trust
1: for every- Oh, wait. I got to grab it. I got
0: a book. The same book you told me to get. Wait, I- oh, word? You got it? <laughs> you told me to get it. Oh, my God. All right, folks. So we're kind of FaceTiming. So it may sound like it's kind of weird, but we're FaceTiming right now. Because uh, she interviews better when you face it. I
1: had to run out of the interview. Oh, you got it. Myself. Remember? You yes. told me
0: about this book? I'm dead now what? Yes. Yep. Yes. It's so easy, step by step. Oh, my God. You know, and you know, when you're on deathbed, all you got to do is tell your son, like, go get the book. You know the book. Go get the book. Go get the book. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Everything is in there. But me. our
1: parents are getting older, our grandparents are getting older. Yeah. Why should we have to fish through, you know? For example, I have people that
0: have policies, but their children don't even know about it. The beneficiary doesn't even know anything about it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that yeah, that defeats the whole purpose of Why are we hiding
1: this information?
0: Yes, yes. Well, I tell you what, people do have their fears, right? Like, oh, you know, if you leave it for this relative, they're going to blow through your money and all that stuff like that. But what I like about that book there, though, it does make it easier for a person that doesn't know a lot about life insurance or know about what happens when I'm dead. It kind of highlights it out. And for me, I have fun with it. Like, I make it pretty cool. Like, I, I, I've even told people I want to be cremated. And they're like, well, what are you going to do with your ashes? I said, there's a certain plant in my yard. I want my ashes to go in that plant. So every time it bleds, buds a flower, you know that's me. There you go. <laughs> and me, I'm so specific, right? You
1: know how I live my life. I have to be fabulous all the time. Right, So right. I'm going to want my certain flowers. I'm going to want, you know, I'm going to want a certain color lipstick. Oh, I'm gonna God. go out
0: with a bang. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a whole holiday.
1: <laughs> and and what's great, like our age group, like we're under 40. Right. Life insurance for myself is less than 30 bucks, like about 30 bucks a month for myself. Oh, and I'm right. talking about almost a hundred thousand dollars worth of coverage. Wow. What are we what are we but we buy thousand-dollar bags, we buy right. the six the eighty dollar shoes, the eight hundred dollar shoes. All Why right. can't we t- ourselves and, right. and, and protect our loved ones, because that's really who it's for, it's not for us.
0: So, is it the older you get, the more expensive it is for a policy?
1: Correct. I love that you asked me that. So, okay. there's three things that um, determine the price of life insurance. It's age, believe it or not, gender, right. and of course, health. So, someone who has pre-existing conditions, God forbid, cancer, HIV, um, terminal illness, their policy is going to be way more than say someone with a clean bill of health. And I can cover anybody. It doesn't matter if you have full-blown AIDS or you've been on or you've had cancer for less than two years, I can cover you.
0: Okay. All right. So if people want to reach out to you to 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 get more information and and to hopefully start their life insurance policy, how can we get a hold of you?
1: So on Instagram, it's LifeAgentScott, Scott, S-C-O-T-T, life Agent Scott. And then of course there's my website, lifeagentscott.com. And my phone number, 305-647-8621, because I know people hate calling 1-800-NUMBERS and waiting forever. True.
0: I'm
1: going to answer
0: with a smile. All right. Well, I definitely appreciate all the information. I mean, folks, we just like kind of like skimmed the surface of this because it goes more <laughs> deeper. But, you know, it's break time, and we ain't going to do a whole lunch period on this thing. So, But uh, I definitely want to bring you back. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a lot of feedback on this and probably hope you get some new clients as well. And then we definitely want to go over some stuff because I truly believe now. If, if correct me if I'm wrong with the whole COVID thing and uh, the procedures with COVID and, and the vaccinations, I'm pretty sure that life insurance is probably taking a little toll on there because these are things that haven't been covered before. So. You know, if someone catches COVID, does that increase the, the rate? Is it, you know, if you could well, just answer my, that really quickly.
1: My providers have been amazing. They still, they haven't put any new clauses in, and that's why it's so important if you can get life insurance, go ahead and get it now before they start, you know, getting privy to it and saying, hey, if you die of COVID, we don't cover you, you know? Right. Like, go ahead and get that now. And then the second thing is, because I predominantly cover people that are 60 and over, like that's my niche. I don't speak to a lot of young people. I've just recently started reaching out to young people through True Feature, okay. you know, just educating them and then letting them decide if it's, if it's necessary or if they feel the need and just fighting on their own. But I really try to reach my senior citizens because it's even more inevitable for them. Right. Right. And so I just want, you know, it's not a, you don't want to be a burden or an embarrassment when you go.
0: Right. Yeah, that that's the last thing. I mean, I've seen a lot of young people uh, pass away, and the first thing a family member does is slide in your DMs and, like, here's that cash app that we're trying yeah, to Yeah, or here's the GoFundMe. The
1: GoFundMe. Or let's go a barbecue and raise money. It's embarrassing, especially if you lived a lavish life while you exactly. were
0: here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You so. know? Right but it's thank nice. you so much for swinging by break time, Sasha. We're going to probably take this over to your IG, so we're going to go live here. And yeah. um, it's good seeing you again.
1: Good seeing you, too. My pleasure. Thank you
0: for having me. Anytime, anytime. So we'll talk shortly, okay? All
1: right.
0: All right. All right, folks. Well, there you have it. Um, I mean, we gave you guys a lot of information here. I hope it was useful in, in your endeavors and decisions that you make. It's your life. Make it a good one. And as you go through your journey and, you know, go overcome obstacles and stuff like that, just remember, a better you, a better me, makes us a better we. Catch you next Tuesday, folks. Stay tuned for the next episode of Break Time. Peace.